Forgotten Liam versus Evil. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. It's uh, Scott here from Scott and Liam vs. Evil. And uh, we just want to say, uh, hope you all are enjoying lockdown and taking care of your big cats. And by big cats, I mean your pusses and pieces. <laughs> <laughs> I had not planned to, to end it that way, I have to say. I realized after I said, all you cool cats and kittens, I had nothing else to say. So, <laughs> apologies. But hopefully you have taken care of your, your um, pusses and pieces. <laughs> I hope there's one person out there that now is so delighted and overjoyed that somebody else <laughs> in their life refers to their penis as a big cat. <laughs> mm-hmm. I take it frontly work's getting to you. Oh, so. yeah. It's, everybody's just going a bit crazy these days, whether they're isolating or whether they're stuck in the front line. And I see you've also watched Tiger King. Oh, yeah. Who hasn't? Fucking batshit. I like the... Uh, have you seen the... Wee, um, the wee, I, I don't know if it's a TikTok or what, but it's a the guy says, um, the Filipino watching it. One day of watching Tiger King. And then the next time he comes in with like a, yeah, they had the horseshoe moustache. Three days of watching Tiger King. And then he comes in the next time in full costume. Five days of watching Tiger King. Carol Baskin, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I've, not, I've not seen that, but it sounds <laughs> good. Fine. I'll find that and send it to you. <laughs> Yeah, so do you think she did it? Do you think she, she killed him? Oh, she 100%. Yeah, 100%. But see, the, the thing is that I've tried to explain to people is if they've been watching it, I've been like, it's. I didn't feel like it was so juicy that it got to the end of the episodes and it was like cliffhanger, like, oh, I need to binge watch this right now. But it's. it didn't feel as if it had a, a progressive storyline. It's almost, and I think the way it happened was they were filming like a reality show and then it just transpired into them filming like, Let's just everybody just stop and look at all these bonkers people doing increasingly bonkers things, <laughs> and it just like every time you think it's like that it's like that documentary where the um the guy kidnapped the daughter, and it's and it just continuously like, gets worse and worse and worse. Do you remember that one? Yeah. When yeah, it turned yeah. out that they ended up the the dad was getting the kidnapper blowjobs and all that. You're like, how the fuck have we transpired to this? And that's what's <laughs> like watching Tiger King. It's literally every time you think you've seen the weirdest thing, Joe Exotic manages to find some straight 19 year old good looking guy to become his husband I'm like how the hell does that happen he doesn't look that that charming like how the hell can he get all these people under the spell oh meth okay right I got you, got you. <laughs> it's like so how gay are you not gay at all I've got cocaine and tigers I am so gay come on let's do this but it's, it's just like me with the physical bottles yeah. sometimes you'll do in for a treat so I can understand it. It's weird, just like making a murderer though. The the end of all of this, you're still rooting for the the guy who was human trafficking, animal trafficking, juicing here like fucking killing tigers. He's still quite a bad person. Yeah, he's like, oh yeah, yeah, Joe Exotic's the fucking best guy ever. There was definitely like vulnerability to him. Like he was, if he's not got limited IQ then, you know, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, like, in other circumstances, he wouldn't have managed to create the kind of empire that he did. He's was 100% taken advantage of by, like, two or three other people there, and he let his feud with Carol Baskin way, way take over him, and it ultimately is, <laughs> well, no spoilers. So, I, Facebook has been absolutely chock full of spoilers, so 
you get a, you get a pass, pass for this one. one. Don't spoil it anyway, <laughs> but you I it'll be fine. Uh, welcome to Scott and Liam vs. Evil, episode 122. I'm Liam. I am Scott. And this is another group pick. Uh, and from our chats, I've been sensing that you've not been enjoying the group picks. Well, it's because you always are always picking something that it's either difficult for me to watch or something that I'm, I wasn't even planning on watching. How 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 is this difficult? Because I don't own it, and I had to pay one ninety nine to rent it, and I only had forty eight hours to bloody watch it once I start. <laughs> right, your your measurement of difficulty is way different to anyone else's. <laughs> if having to rent it for one ninety nine is the most difficult thing that's going on right now. I can't. What, what else was in? What else was in that poll? There was some good things in that poll. Uh, I can't actually remember now. Exactly. Oh, you wanted to watch Contagion, but you just wanted to do it because of all these fucking stupid Facebook posts that are like, oh my god, there's a movie that's similar to real life, let's watch it. I King know. Kong's similar to real life, I, doesn't mean you're going to watch it every time you hear about a monkey. I started watching it, I had taped Contagion, I started watching it, and then I was like, fast forward, because it was uh, fast forwarding the adverts, and it was like, it said total time, I know I'm four minutes, I was like, this isn't taped at all. Fucking SkyQ, again, another reason why SkyQ is a fucking pile of shite. I hope you're listening, Sky Executives. But don't worry, I, I won't skip to Virgin because I hate Richard Branson more than you could ever know. You've never gave a, an initial reason for hating Sky Q. I just think the setup's rubbish. They say it's supposed to flow better, but they've added like six steps and made it absolutely fucking stupid. Like you can't, a lot of the things you used to be able to do when you like to go through your recordings or if you've been, you go into a channel and you're jumping forward to see like what's happening like at nine o'clock or the next day or the next couple of days, you can't then just like jump straight back to the channel. You need, either need to fill it all the way back along it or go back to the original home screen and then go through all your steps again to look at another channel. It's absolutely fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. Also, what, what have you got against Richard Branson? It's all coming out the woodwork I now. Hate, I hate because they dug up my street when they were putting in fibre optic broadband in, in. And I hated them for it. They didn't even ask me. They just fucking started digging up my driveway. I couldn't get in or out. And all their workmen were fucking pricks. They cancelled uh, Bailey's pet insurance without telling us. Fucking dickheads, because they just decided not to do pet insurance anymore. They, what else did they do? You had pet insurance with Virgin? Yeah, Virgin pet insurance. Is that a thing? Well, it was until they cancelled it without telling us. What? I have never heard of Virgin pet insurance. Well, because it doesn't exist anymore. I, but why would you ever think, oh, I wonder who I'm going to insure my dog with? I know, Virgin, that's the first place. No, it's not the first place. Have you ever heard of like, com- compare, comparison websites? Yes. Well, then it brought up Virgin as the best deal. Did you just stop yourself advertising a comparison website like it would matter? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so this was a group pick, despite Scott's absolute hatred for Virgin and Sky. Uh, so obviously we'll not be getting any sponsorship for them anytime soon. The group uh, picked in their droves. This one quite quite far ahead of everything else. I don't, I don't, Again. I don't know why. I don't, know, I don't understand the group mentality. I don't understand. He's all sheep. Everyone is. <laughs> so the film is Train to Busan from 2016. It's directed by Sang Ho Yeon. Probably not how you pronounce his name, but sorry. Sorry about that. Uh, it's South Korean and it's available, as Scott said, to stream on Amazon for like, a price. something. For a price. It was, for free. For, <laughs> it was on Amazon for free for ages. It sounds like you just want to take out the world's billionaires and millionaires. 
I think like I used to be like they've earned their money, but I really think that they should just start giving it out to everybody. This, but because why? the global pandemic has fucked society, right? So be if all the if all the the global millionaires, right, the billionaires, just gave out spread the wealth to everybody, and then we just fucking stopped everything. We just like let uh, the internet run and food production run for say like two months, and then we all just that's it, fend for ourselves and just see how long we last. It won't be long at all. Exactly. Well, I suppose it's fun we, to win it. We know the week. Exactly. You know the week and the ones uh, whose wives have ate all their chickpeas and drank all their water for their cupboard. Look, this is this is had um, Lauren's eyes opened. I'm telling you, we will be always be prepped from now onwards, except <laughs> not in our house, somewhere else that nobody knows about. <laughs> Good. Now you're definitely learning now, <laughs> not to advertise what you've got and where you've got it. Uh, so, Trey Bassan, the synopsis is, while a zombie virus breaks out in South Korea, passengers struggle to survive on the train from Seoul to Busan. Uh, should we play the trailer? Um, it's just got about a lot of noise and screaming and grunts and roars. Don't do. We could just, um, well, right. uh, you know what, I'm, I'm going to find something better to play. Right. Hi, stranger. It's been a while. I've missed you. It's okay. You can look at my butt. <laughs> I feel like I can really be vulnerable around you. Do you like this tree I made? Cool, right? Oh, that was cool. <sighs> it's so hard to make things sometimes, you know? It just takes so much mental energy, and I get so tired. I just want to sit here and relax with you. Wow, check out the sunset. It's so nice to stop and take all this in. It really makes you enjoy being alive. Even you. I love looking at you. I want to remember all your shapes. thinking about you a lot lately. I see you trying to do so many things at once, worrying about a decision you made, or worried that you said the wrong thing to someone. You're so hard on yourself, but you're wonderful and worthy of being loved. You really are. You just have to let yourself believe it. Well, I know you're really busy and you probably have to go. But I'm glad I got to see you for a minute. I love you. <laughs> Hope you've enjoyed that. Okay, now twenty percent. This is um, this is my second watch. I remember enjoying it the first time round, right? But other than them being on a train, nothing actually sticks in my memory of what 
what happens in this movie. Is this as in before your second watch? Yeah, like this, that was my first note, so that's that's the first thing I thought as I put this movie on. Right, so no set pieces, nothing at all, no no character lines, nothing. No. Was in your memory? No. Right, okay. Um it starts off by seeing this wee truck getting decontaminated as it dry as it drives through the town. That's like pretty close to current real life. Mm-hmm. Um, they they can explain there's some kind of leak at the biotech company and the guy's like, oh, you're ruining my day, this is shit. Um, I think what does he do? He runs over a deer and then the deer comes back to life. I was expecting the graphics to have aged already, but it was actually not too bad. I thought it was really good. Yeah. I think for the most part, I don't know if it was a real deer standing back up. No, it was CGI until it got up. It was definitely a real deer at one point. No, I think it, I think that deer was complete CGI, and usually that is quite a ballsy move well, after, because, like you say, it will date. After it stands yeah, up it's... and then it flips scene, and then you see it kind of close up with its eye glazed over. That's that was a real deer. No, no, I'm sure that's still a, a, a CGI deer. It just it's, looks no, really it's fucking C- good. CGI eyes. It's a CGI deer, Scott. I can't even go back. To well, I don't know. My mental period is running. <laughs> we'll fucking own it. Buy it, you do a horror podcast, buy the fucking thing. You should own this one. It's a classic. Or is it? Who knows? Who knows? Keep listening and find out. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm, not, I'm sure that's a real deer. And I like that. I think it's similar to the a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The start where you get the dead armadillo. It zooms out and you're getting the rest of the, the film. That is a wee bit before it. But then you get this dead deer and a dead deer comes to life. And it sets the scene as you see the road. Like to know where we're going for the rest of the movie, I quite enjoy that. Uh, yeah, no, I, I I quite like that as well. I don't know; <laughs> they don't really explain the whole that the this virus also affects animals either. But you know, okay. Surely they they have explained it though by showing you a deer getting killed and coming back to yeah, life. That explains yeah, that, that there, it also affects animals. The risk would also be like a thousand times greater because the animals are also coming after you so if if every if every human becomes like a fucking super olympic sprinter when they get this virus then you imagine how fast fucking deers and lions and tigers are going to go aye so then that that starts the movie more terrifying than anything in the world because well here it's affecting the animals as well yeah this doesn't usually happen now we're fucked yeah but exactly now you're fucked it's like there's not even any try chance for survival you are fucked that's it game over end of movie I thought you were saying that was a bad point. It is. How? Because there's no... How's that a bad point? Opening up a horror movie with an element of horror and terror and saying that, that, listen, we're all fucked now. Enjoy the ride. Because there's no ride because you're fucked. There's a clear ride. There's a fucking hour and a half train ride that's about to happen. Aye, because I'm saying if it was animals were fully involved in it, then it would be like waiting in the queue to get on the ride. You get on the ride and say, oh no, it's broke down, you can't go anymore. Oh, well, that was a waste of fucking time. <laughs> right. I'm so lost. <laughs> we, we go into an office block and um, we kind of meet our main character and he's uh, just finished his lunch. Um, Burger King in South Korea. That's globalisation for you. Um, <laughs> and then we established straight away that our main character is not a follower or a sheep. He can make his own decisions even if they seem strange when he tells his, uh, his wee um, worker to buy or sell stocks or something. Aside from what everyone else is doing. Is that not his mum? Eh? No, I... What? 
he's sitting in his office and he pulls in his, I think it's, um, I don't know what he calls the boy, Kim, maybe. And he comes in and he says, like, sell up. And he says, what, are you sure? Sorry. And he says, yeah, yeah, just do it. He says, but but that's, like, why are we doing that? He says, no, just do it. But then, seeing how that character progresses, it's it's actually a strange decision to have have him seem as if he's, like, an outside thinker. Because he kind of goes back before he goes forward again. Mm. And also, if he's, I'm, I'm assuming, going with how, how the, the movie goes, he's selling shares in his company. Because he's part of the biotech Is... company, like at some somewhere in the office of the, the Stockton shit. So if he knows that his company's fucked up, then he's lying as he goes through the whole movie. Aye, but he is meant to be the bad person. The, the arc of the, the, the film is that he's going to go from fucking awful to being a good guy. So he is doing the worst thing. He knows what's happened to that company and, right, get rid of all our shares and all our stocks on it so this can't be traced to us. We've got no... This is going to go down. It's going to cost us. So instantly he opens up as this guy who only cares about money. He's a bastard. Yeah. If he was a real... Life billionaire, a millionaire, he'd probably be on your shit list as well. Along with Bezos and fucking <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Richard Branson. Yeah. Um, Asian customs that seem weird to me. Wearing slippers, in, wearing slippers in the house out of an absolute no-no for wearing shoes in the house. Uh, and also they like to sit on the floor a lot. That could be a great spin-off podcast show. <laughs> Asian customs that seem weird to me with Scott Howley. <laughs> I'm not saying it's wrong. It's quite good to not wear inside shoes, outside shoes, inside. But it's like everybody, or certainly in movies, they are, they have the same shoes, like spa slippers, and also they have them lined up at the front door so that you can definitely just jump between two. Like, does anybody ever walk around in socks or bare feet in the house? Does it always need to be slippers? I think the in the older movies it would be that as they walk about like, the corridors, they wear the wee slippers, but then as they step up into like, the, the wee kind of platform that is their bedroom, they would just then have socks or bare feet. Mm. But I don't know if that's true in real life, but I'm not Japanese. If you're Japanese, let us know. Do you wear socks in the house, or are you barefoot a lot of the time? Or is it slippers and then nothing? As in bollock? Or sli- slippers are bust, like you can't come in the house, it's slippers or you're not coming in. Do you then carry around your own slippers? Do you have a wee slipper bag that you take to your pal's house? Well, that's that's what I'm saying. That your pals should have a lineup of slippers in for just in case any potential visitors should arrive. Would you share slippers with your pals? If I was Japanese, I might. I find out if this is how they do it or not. <laughs> this may be South Korean, but alright. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one that said Japanese a minute ago. Did I? <laughs> Yes, it's, it's South- I'm just trying to I'm just trying to lead you down a dark path. Yeah, so, yeah, so as uh, South Korean, I apologise. Um, <laughs> good barbecue there. Uh, so it's Children's Day. I don't know if that's a worldwide day, or if that's just a South Korean thing, but it's Children's Day. Uh, and then the kid forces the dad to go to Busan. It's always the kid's fault. And also, why is he so reluctant I- to take the kid to see the mother? If the mother really, really wanted to see her child, she should come and get her. You're really seeing the negative side <laughs> in a situation, like a really negative side. It's not the wee lassie's fault. She just wants to be loved by her dad, but her dad doesn't give a fuck. Her dad's just bought a Nintendo Wii, even though he already bought her one. 
at Christmas or for the last Children's Day. He's not paying attention and she just, you know what, she just wants love. So she wants to go to Busan and see her mum. But her mum obviously can't drive. Because her mum obviously doesn't give a fuck either because she can't take the train to Seoul to get, pick her up. No, because maybe, maybe... The dad's having to do two journeys. Why does the mum not have to do two journeys? At the end, at the end of the, the day, um, the the kid is at fault here, ruining the dad's life. Clearly, ruined the mum's life because she doesn't give a fuck, and so ungrateful for two consoles. The dad's worked really hard to get that money to afford two consoles and a nice place to live. So, I think it was quite. You know what you would be like. You know if you get a fucking PlayStation One for your birthday back when you were like. PlayStation 1 probably came out when you were about 33 so you get a PlayStation 1 and then at your next birthday you get a PlayStation 1 again you think right they they didn't actually give me that present with love they just got it to shut me up and now I've got two of the same thing that I can't play with you'd be raging that Busan first train go to my mum <laughs> she cares about me she likes me I'm like this prick <laughs> the grand's there though and the grand loves her the grand shows the dad a clip that she filmed of the recital that the wee girl was singing in because the dad was supposed to go but it's probably best he missed the recital because she was fucking shite <laughs> you're really really going hard against this wee lassie she just seems if he's just a wee lassie Scott she's a wee lassie she learned a song for her dad and her dad didn't turn up to the school show she'd be gutted understandable <laughs> have a bit of compassion build up a, a relationship with these characters Maybe we'll see how we'll see how it goes. <laughs> I've got a question: How far is Busan from where they are? They then someday when they, this is them boarding the train now, and someone on the train says it's, they're going to be there in about an hour. So, like a thousand miles, is that right? Trains go super fast over there, eh? Like it's a spaceship, or something. There's a the proper pilot at the helm with like a pilot's uniform. Do you think a train can go a thousand miles an hour? Um, is that is that a serious thought that's just dribbled <laughs> out your mouth? How fast does the bullet train go? It's not a thousand miles an hour. I'm sure? going to Google it now. <laughs> Let's fucking find out. Bullet train speed. <laughs> that's actually that's what I've typed, Scott. Yep. 320 kilometres an hour, which is uh, 275 miles per hour. <laughs> well, do you know, it's... It's still, I mean... Well off, well off 1,000 miles well, per actually, hour. Well, actually, the world record for the bullet train is 375 miles an hour at the top speed, so... Right, so this is a casual Tuesday afternoon. They only try to break a world record to get this wee last city Busan. <laughs> this is just a, this is just a regular train. Right, so it's about 250 miles away, okay. I don't know. 1,000 miles an hour would be <laughs> 1,609 kilometres per hour. Right. Who holds the current land speed record? And the current land speed record is 760 miles per hour. So what you are saying is that this train is faster than anything that has ever been in the history of life. Well, if it's going to be invented somewhere, it's got to be invented in Asia, isn't it? <laughs> You're going to say Japan, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> right, so... Uh, so, bye. so it's a fast yeah. train. Right, so everybody's <laughs> on the train and it's about to go, but then somebody jumps on at the end and actually if it wasn't for that girl that jumped on at the very last minute the train to Busan would have been a could have been a smart and safe choice maybe the safest place um it's pretty, pretty so it's her, it's her fault then rather than the wee lassie's fault no it's the wee lassie's fault that the dad's on the train it's the 
lassie that jumps on the train at the end's fault for infecting the train. But can you imagine how more horrifying this movie would be if uh, everything that happens on this train happened and that wee lassie never had a dad with her? Well, she was just on the train herself. Yeah, she, well, she wouldn't uh, survive. <laughs> at all. So you're not glad her dad's there with her? I mean, at this point, no. No. Why do you hate this wee lassie? Why, right... I understand why you don't like Richard Branson. I understand why you don't like the boy for Amazon. Why do you hate this wee lassie so much? Just because she's the reason that she's put... Just think they could be held up in the house. The fancy house with the door shut right now. They're self-isolating for this virus. Dangerous. It's probably more dangerous in the city than on the train. So she's actually gave them a wee bit of an escape route because they're already leaving the city when it all happens. Hmm. Well... Yeah, what we do see though is it happens really, really fast because they're no longer, no sooner are they out the station and the girl uh, is turned and she's already biting and infecting people. It is quite a long train, but it is quite cramped when everybody's trying to run, see when everybody's panicking. There's no, you just imagine it just looks like any other train. Two seats on the inside of you, skinny wee aisle. If you're a beast, you're fucked. But then not a lot of Asian people are a beast, so that's quite lucky. <laughs> That's actually a true point, though, isn't it? Unless they're a sumo wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> isn't it? I'm just not, I'm just not touching that's that a, one. No, but that's a compliment. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I, I, you hope. I don't... Uh, I, you, you hope that lands as a compliment. Yeah, no, it would be. Um, I don't normally like fast zombies, but the speed and intensity of this works. In this movie. Do you think this ramps up zombies the way that right, Night of Living Dead brought zombies to the masses, then 28 days later stepped up a notch with the fast zombies, the fucking absolute catastrophic chaos. It takes it to a whole violent, brutal new level. Now, Trinity Bassan, it's the same, it's absolute chaos, it's carnage, but it doesn't feel overwhelming because it's done in that kind of Far East action way. Every bit of action you fully see, and at no point does it overpower you. And is this the way zombie movies are going to go, where it's fast and it's brutal, but it's not just a blurry riot the way Twenty Eight Days Later was? I don't mean that in a disparaging way, uh, but like the way the camera ran in with the crowds, you never were really quite sure what was happening. Where straight to be saying you see every bit, and is this where zombie movies are now going to go? I uh, I still prefer slow zombies. I think it's, it makes so much more sense for slow zombies in terms of like them being reanimated corpses. Uh, however, Trade to Busan is one of the exceptions to my rule that uh, I can enjoy the fast zombies, or I think it's that it works better. They're not really they're not reanimated corpses though. They're, they're that, that's the thing. That's so... that's the line, isn't it? Infected and zombies. They're not technically zombies. They're they are infected. No, yeah, this one. So no, this, is, are you sure they're not just infected in this one? Are you sure it's not reanimated corpses because they die first? Yeah. I think these. Well, yeah, yeah, I, I think they they zombies be. in this. Uh, so, oh well, no, they don't. They just get bitten. They don't really. They don't die. They get. They get bitten. They change. I think no. I think the way that they change when you get some of the main characters when they change. I think you could be. I think you've got an argument to say that they're dying and then coming back to life. No, no, because. Because then when they're standing talking, like when their eyes go over and you, you can see there's still a bit of a shred of humanity left in them before they turn. So they're not dying. At no point do they hit the ground and then 
come back to life the way say Donnelly did. So it would be an infection, it would be a virus. Order in the court. <laughs> I don't know. That's all in the dime. <laughs> um, so they're they're running up. We get we've got our main characters and pushed up to one end of the train, and uh, some survivors are running up the, the train carriage away from infected. And it's the it's the the big guy and the pregnant woman, and our main character just stares at them for a bit, and then just decides to shut the door. When he can see that he could easily let them through, that even when they're on the door banging, he still doesn't. Like open to let them through. Imagine that. Because he's the bastard. Yeah. Imagine how fucking angry you'd be if you get through that door. Yeah. He was angry because he did get through that door, and the pregnant woman and, mm-hmm. and her man's uh, safe cause him an arsehole. Uh, he'd have done more than that. Imagine he somebody had actually shot you in the train with these fucking roving zombies. You get through that door and you. He'd kill him straight away. Imagine how every single person in that carriage. I'd imagine how hard it would be to be running about with a child. Imagine how hard it would be to run about with a pregnant wife. I don't know what would be harder. Yeah. <sighs> the pregnant what? The pregnant wife because she can't run at speed. At least the child the child can be nimble. He can be quick. You can throw them in places. Put them up <laughs> above. I suppose. Yeah. Because they've got wee legs. Yeah. Um. So the, the conductor comes over the, the voiceover and says that they won't be stopping at the first station. And the passengers are like, no, we need to stop, we need to go off this fucking train. And then we see them again at the first station and the fucking place has been overrun. This is spreading so fast, faster than coronavirus. Coronavirus! <laughs> it's spreading <laughs> wildfire. Is it scary? Is it scary how close this is to real life? Yeah, it's quite, it is quite scary. When you think about it. Piracies, infections, death. <laughs> Bleak. Um, the score, right? There's at one point, I think he's walking through the uh, the train carriage. It must be when they're in that station when everyone's fucked and they're about to drive away again. And the score's reminiscent of Resident Evil. And I, I'd suspect that that was intentional. But I didn't actually notice Did that. It's not so possible. Yeah. It yeah. reminded me of, of Res- just like kind of single piano notes. Um, we're about to sustain it was, it was pretty pretty cool and obviously those games were set in the US but they were made in Asia yeah so, so um, <laughs> you just, just collect in yeah. Asia now. I know I'm trying to just, think just for safety I, I think um, is it Konami is that how you pronounce it that's J- Japanese but I guess there are some similarities it's not unfair to link is it no, j- j- it's fine. Just say it's an Asian yeah, game. Yeah, it is an That's Asian fine. game, right. Um, I would also like to visit South Korea. I enjoy the fact that they went full-on opposite to the North and that they are super cool and fun and not dictatorish at all. I'd love to visit the North. I don't know if I would. Obviously, I- I'd want to be in a bubble and know that I'm protected the entire time and at no point can the North Korean authorities uh, keep me. But I'd still like to see the place, just to see how wild it is. Do you know that they've got zero um, coronavirus infections? That's because nobody's ever been allowed <laughs> in or out. <laughs> um, right, so typical storytelling, there's always that one guy that wants to bail and fuck all the others. In this case, it's the bus guy. Um, this is the kind of older man in the suit who is a businessman, the CEO of the bus company. 
and he's just a prick, basically. But I'd say everyone, like the majority of the adults in this, see if they've got a wee bit of money, a wee bit of wealth, they seem to be coming across as arseholes. As a total class thing. Yeah. Yeah, like the guy, our, our main boy, is this fancy Wall Street stock guy. Uh, and he's an arsehole. This other boy owns a company. He's an arsehole. Mm-hmm. Which is quite quite good. Obviously, the way you're watching it, though, it's different. It's this wee lassie. She's probably not getting any pocket money, but she's a wee <laughs> arsehole. Our, our, our second main guy, the kind of husband of the, the pregnant woman, he's obviously, the way he's dressed is not particularly as fancy, but certainly just, that may just be his day off, who knows. But there's also a homeless guy who's uh, snuck yeah. on board the train at the, at the beginning of the week in a flip because they make you think that it's the girl that's originally infected, but it's it's this guy. And they call him an, an odd person. An odd person's mm. come on. <laughs> <laughs> so they don't want to stop just... at the... Sorry, what you going to say? No, no, and you go. They don't want to stop at like the next station or whatever station it's supposed to be because when they came, when they come off the station and if they go to a certain place, they're going to be quarantined. But surely, quarantined wouldn't be terrible at, at a point where you think there's still some semblance of control and organisation. If you are taken and put somewhere to show that you don't have this symptom, you imagine it would be like in, a, in some kind of room. Uh, in retrospect, and how the world goes in this outbreak, it would probably not be the best, but. On the face of it, why would you not like want to just? Why would you? Why would you turn against this? But do they maybe not realise it's it, it is all over? So they think it's an isolated event. Why the fuck should they have to then sit in quarantine? Like imagine you're in Glasgow Central, some guy gets stabbed near you. Uh, when the police come, you're in lockdown. You're going to get questioned. You're going to have to stay there for an hour, or two hours until they've they've questioned everyone and done stuff. That's something you might want to avoid. Yeah. So maybe just think, fuck that, I don't want to, I don't want to stand it. I already have to take this wee arsehole <laughs> to Busan to take two, two, uh, two trips. So now I've got a... Uh, yeah, I suppose, I suppose. <laughs> um, so that's what they do. They all come off the train and they're all heading and like, following like, sheep in the directions. And I know I always say don't follow the people and that kind of counterintuitive to me saying go to quarantine, but they go... And our main characters spoke to his pal who can sneak him out the back, so they're taking a, a, a separate route. The homeless guy's like, no, you guys know something, I'm following you. But when they get to outside, they see that the army have already been taken over. And that scene again, when they have to turn around and they're running back up the escalator, that was so hard. And they've picked really, really good locations to emphasise the panic in the, like, the claustrophobic sections of this movie. It just seems so much chaos and so hard to survive it like to be you're just lucky where you're placed on it because some people come off that train and be like i'm getting fucking out of here and you're at the front of the queue which means then you're at the end of the queue trying to run back out the place yeah and you could be the fastest I... runner but if you've got a whole bunch of old fucking fogies in front of you falling up the stairs you're not <laughs> gonna get anywhere wait in a situation like that do you think you would play the part of the the guy that tries to help people if you see him in need or do you think you play the part of the guy that is fucking donkey punching old women out the way just to, <laughs> to get to where you want to go? I I would like to think that I wouldn't like throw anyone out the way for me to get past them. However, I would like if I was if I ran to a door and I turned around and I had time and I seen somebody else running, I would try and like hold the door open for them or like maybe try and do what I could. But I would probably just also just run like as fast as I could. Like in the scene when they when they do run and everybody kinda of runs back to the train. And you've got the guys on the train, the bus guys saying, right, we need to leave the now. And the, one of the girls from the school is saying, no, my friends are coming. Now, we know 
its viewers that they are with uh, the the businessman and uh, Blue Shirt. I'm going to call him Blue Shirt because I can't remember what his name is. Uh, he's the yeah. pregnant woman's husband. So the businessman and Blue Shirt are holding the door, trying to like make it safe because if they let it go, the, the zombies are coming through. So we know they're alive. But she's in the train saying, no, we need to wait for my pals. At this point, Busman does have a point. He's like, you cannot, you can't wait for everyone. You don't know if they're alive or not. Like, how long do you wait to see if someone is alive or not? Like, you need to make, you know, you need to take a point. You need to take a, an, a like a, an end point and make a decision. But who, who is the guy who has got no, he's got no chips on the table here. So who's he to say when you should leave or not? Because he's none of his pals are there. Yeah, no. So he's just like, I'm fucking want to go. So it it would take somebody else who actually, right, you know what? I've also got a loved one out there. No, we need to go. It wouldn't be fair for just this, this old bastard there guy just to be like, listen, your pals are dead. Let's go. Fair point. I get it. It makes sense. But I just black. No, I mean, you've not got any pals out there, so I'm going to listen yeah. to you. That's what the conductor should have done, but the conductor and the, the, the train, like, assistants were pussies towards him because he's just screaming and shouting and they're letting him scream and shout. Yeah, but the train conductors and the, uh, the actual pilot of the train, the driver of the train, train driver, train pilot. Well, he's, train. he's dressed like a pilot, so I'm calling him the pilot. The pilot. Uh they work to the very end. They stay in their roles. They don't just right fuck it. My shift's finished. I'm I'm escaping with these people. They're still trying to help everyone as if they would be working a shift. Yeah. Fair play. Yeah. To the South Korean train line. Yeah. I think it's again. It's like customs in in, in Asian countries. Very very polite. Very very hardworking. <laughs> the the train starts to drive away. And we see that a couple of the guys do make it out. So mainly businessman, blue shirt, and baseball boy. So he's one of the guys for the school. So there was a whole baseball team, and I think he's the only one that's left alive at this point. And uh, they come running, and they chase after the train. There is no way they could catch up with a fucking bullet train. No way. No way in hell. Especially, especially if it's going a thousand miles <laughs> yeah, an hour. Yeah. <laughs> uh, It'd be like the, the Hulk roller coaster at fucking Islands of Adventure in uh, Orlando, <laughs> just rocket right at the station. <laughs> the um, so the the baseball boy and businessman get on the train, right? But Blue Shirt's still chasing after it. Now he's a taller man and he's kind of a bit fatter. He's not fat, but he's kind of built. He doesn't look as if he's built for speed. And he then takes a wee detour across the station to pick up a riot gear from a dead policeman and then come back and then still chase the train while fighting off zombies. Get to fuck. There is no way he's chasing that train. I don't believe it. But maybe the train pilot's slowing it right down. He's just trying to pick up enough speed that as soon as he gets on, he can crank it up and shoot to a thousand miles. I don't believe it. Trains don't have rear view mirrors. You can't see that. Right, but okay. I mean, he, can hang, he can hang out. Right. That's what they do. They hang out and look at the back of the train. You can still see what's happening. Okay. It makes it on. Um... We've got other people somewhere. I think it's some other. I think it's uh, useless survivors. I think we've got pregnant women. We've got kids. We've got old lady and some other fucking idiots. Maybe the homeless man. There, in- technically, the pregnant women and the wee lassie would be the most important survivors because they're the only ones that can continue life. Yeah, but what I'm saying is they're not very good at surviving. They need help. They're useless in terms of like looking after themselves. Right. So they're useless survivalists. Yeah. 
To be fair, yeah, the pregnant yeah. woman is the one who did realise to, to put the, paper, the newspaper over the window at the start because they can't see you, they don't know you're there, so they don't chase after you. So, I mean, I suppose she's got something. Um, <laughs> they've got like the whole middle section of this, these two carriages, right? And they were standing at the door of one side. The pregnant woman tiptoes almost all the way through to the next section. They could have shut the doors and had that whole middle section to, to, to play with. But instead, they all cram in the toilet, leaving the doors open. So then they're crammed in the toilet, they make a noise, and now the fucking zombies are trying to get into the small cubicle toilet. There's like six of them jammed in there. Daft. <laughs> um, what we just see, we, we go through a tunnel, and it, we find out that the zombies can't see in the dark. So that's a little twist that gives the characters a fighting chance. It's something a wee bit different than, than you're used to in zombie movies. Mm-hmm. I, quite like, I quite like that as a a new element of fear in zombies. The fact that you could, a bit like, uh, what's that film called? Don't Breathe? Just Breathe? Uh, Don't Breathe, yeah, the, the blind guy one. Yeah, where, how tense is that? Creeping about in the dark and there's these zombies grunting and snorting about and they just can't see you. Yeah. Like, I, I like I like that. I like to think that that is what zombies do. So if you ever are reanimated, uh, sorry, you've lost... Daytime sight. Yeah, no, I, I it does it does kind of give this element of, of tension when they're trying to get past them for sure. The um, at this point because this is I think at this point you've got so you've got all your kind of probably your first class people and your survivors on the train, including busman, and they're right up the front of the train. You've got the pregnant woman and the girl, so, so you've got them at the front of the train. Then you've got a couple of carriages of zombies. Then you've got the pregnant woman and the girl, that group in the toilet somewhere in the middle, and then you've got baseball boy, businessman in blue shirt at the back of the train. Mm-hmm. So they start to make their way forwards. Um, the, this is now as well, we see the chemistry between the two main guys, um, businessman and blue shirt, that's actually quite good. It's like a proper love-hate relationship, uh, and, it's, and it is building as you, as you go through the train, and I, and I enjoy it. Mm. Um, again, we get more character depth for the pessimistic for the bus man. He is a huge pain in the ass, an absolute prick. The lassie from the school has survived, and she's seen baseball boys texting me. He's, he's on the train; they're making their way through, and they're like, "No, you don't know that they're alive, or you don't know they're okay. They could be infected." I'd say to him, "He's texting me, mate. He's fine. <laughs> Have you seen how fast this spreads? He's all right." Oh fuck! He's just used a zombie emoji. He is infected. <laughs> <laughs> Stay with you. But that's that's just like so frustrating. But I get it, I get it. Like the people are also scared, so it probably is realistic to human emotion. Like you're like, I'm not opening the door. Um But we get back, we see your guys kind of moving forward. So they have met up with the, the pregnant girl. They've made it through the train using the darkness and stuff like that to get through. In fact, the fact the guys they, they all get taped up, didn't they? The three boys get taped up and fought their way through. And it was reminiscent of old boy almost, like the kind of mm-hmm. the camera following them along the train carriage as they Punch fuck at the zombies as they went past. I like in a comic book scene. Yeah. That thing where it's just every single zombie is getting it in the way through. Yeah. Which is actually which is pretty good. It was pretty cool to watch. Enjoyed enjoyable scene. The um so yeah, so they meet up with the pregnant girl in that group and then they say, right, there's another tunnel coming. Uh fucking long tunnels, by the way. There's literally like tunnels for like ten minutes. <laughs> like I don't know how long the tunnels are in South Korea but it's pretty long 
Well, if they were in uh, under a tunnel for that period of time and the train's going a thousand miles per hour, <laughs> those tunnels must be what fucking forty two and a half thousand miles long. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, what they decide to do is during the tunnel go up on the baggage rails either side and climb across. Now, I I know that these baggage rails consist like hold some heavy bags, right? But Realistically, I don't think they'd be able to. They'd be able to hold all those people. Do you think they'd be able to hold all? If you're people? moving, if you're moving quickly enough, because your your weight is at no point is all the weight at one area. I just don't. So it maybe could. I don't know. And also, they wouldn't be able to crawl up there fast enough or silently. But it's they don't really react with sound. Well, I suppose they do react with sound, don't they? Yeah. But they can't hunt with sound. They can only kind of hunt with sight. So, I suppose they'd still like to try and get you. I, I, I like that I mean, I mean, it's okay, and it is quite tense, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know, it's a bit it's a bit much to, to accept. But it's fun still in the movie. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, we then see a change in our main character. The odd person gets left behind in the carriage, and he goes back to help him. Yep. and they, they hide and they try and get out and they hide from so the zombies can't see them and then they're like ready to run and then odd person fucks up and stands in a, a can so they just need to run anyway um, so they're, they're powering through and they get to the, they get to the front train and the, the, the people who are surviving the front train have literally got this fucking big elaborate like contraption to tie the door shut so it cannot open they're banging on the door saying, pretty much saying we're alive we're not infected there's a pregnant woman a child an old lady we're all here, and three guys who can punch fuck out your zombies, going to let us in, we know what we're doing, we've experienced this, let us in, let us through, and all these fucking people at the front are going, oh no, we're so scared, we don't know, we're not letting you in. Like fucking dickheads, let us in. But but then maybe, the ones that are standing on the other side of the door are all folk like you, they're standing with the list going, what is it, a pregnant woman? Useless. We lassie? Useless. <laughs> old woman? These are all useless survivalists. These are not getting in. <laughs> Probably, maybe. Um, <laughs> so every character, every character on that side of the door is doing exactly what you would be doing in that situation. My note here is: all these people being selfish as fuck. What would you do? Well, you've just explained to me what I would do. What would, what would you do? <laughs> uh, to be honest, I don't think I would have made it this far. See, with the whole running at the train station, I'd have, I'd have been eating at that point, uh, or at the very start. See when they were all kind of talking about what's happening, I was went into a week a carriage at the beginning of the train myself, and I'd have locked that door and I would just sit there, so nobody would need to know if I was being a bastard. Nobody would bang the door going let me in because they don't know that I'm in there hiding, and I would just hide it out until until the train stopped or we seen what happened. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I'd probably be dead straight away. I'd have sat in the carriage and put my earphones in. I wouldn't have noticed all the panic, and then I'd just been killed. <laughs> um, so baseball boy manages to break through the door that they've got tied shut and they comes through and what they do then is then they all power through the next carriage and shut the door it would be quicker to let them in especially like they've already seen them they can break through the doors and they're trying to survive it would be easier just to open the door and let them all power in and then shut the door again and try and tie up a new one but they're still being, no. being fear but this is when we get um this is when we get one of the the biggest emotional parts of this movie. The big guy, blue shirt, blue shirt that gets bit in the hand. 
because they're trying to they're trying to shut the doors behind the zombies chasing after them. They can't shut the doors, so he's holding it shut, and businessman's there holding it shut as well. And he ends up getting getting bit, and it's tough to watch. And um, that kind of relationship between our two main guys kind of gets to a point where businessman apologizes for his initial like douchebaggery, and then they they know that they're both like get people to protect. He says to them, "Protect my my wife and unborn child," and he's like, "Right, I'll do my best." And then mm. they run through, and then he like shouts. There was a whole big bit about they didn't have a name for the kid, and then he shouts out the name for the kid. I, I missed what it was, but he, he shouts out the name for the kid. And it's emotional, and um, then they they managed to get through the next door and shut it over. The uh, it sounded like you were actually choking up. There. It did, didn't it? Aye, that was just my great acting. <laughs> uh, so we. Uh, it's quite sad, and then eventually the door kind of breaks. They get through, and he's like, "Can he's because he's been bit? He's starting punching fuck out the zombies to hold them back as best as possible. He's not needing to bother about getting bit now because he's already fucked." Um, and their characters kind of get through the next part. At some point, they all kind of go through, and then the old lady, who's the sister of the other old lady that's in the in the front carriage, she's like just standing there, and she she pretty much gets fucking it because she's just slow as fuck she just doesn't do it and she, the doors open she could run through it and she just stands there and then the zombies come behind her and catch her and just fucking scran her you're like well <laughs> what, would, I know what I mean would you would you expect that's what you get <laughs> but she's obviously just decided that she's too old to run yeah so just let it happen and did not mention that the people in the carriage with them are all assholes oh. it's the same as any zombie movie the, the main issue isn't the zombies it's the other people yeah it's people yeah. it's just this this expands it where so Donnie Dead and that is like oh by the way the other people you're with could be assholes. This expands it where the other people are assholes, but you have to work together with them and you have to decide who's the asshole and who's not. And that makes it even scarier because now you've got the zombies and also who do I trust out of this group of misfits? Should I trust any of them? Should I trust all of them? It turns out that you, they shouldn't trust any of them. Nope. When when our when our survivors or main survivors the good guys the the guys the ones you consider to be the good guys, um, they make it to the safe car. Uh, the then the busman stands up and he's like, "Get out, get out! You could be infected." Like and they're not even listening to look at us. We're not being bitten. We're not infected. We've survived. We're here. Let's just now think of a way to get through the next part. They all join in. All the, the all the fucking selfish picks all join in and start screaming at them to get out. I'd like, I'd like to think that if I originally made it to that safe car, that I would not bully out the survivors when they made it in. I'd stand against that crowd and join the survivors because they've survived so much. You'd want them around should the door break again. They've done it. You're still shitting yourself because yeah. you've not actually fully experienced what this, this nonsense is. You know how it's like playing a computer game and at the start, let's talk about Resident Evil, for example, because we've been talking about that in the group. When you start playing the game, it's fucking terrifying. You're feet to ground corners and you're like, oh, I'm shitting myself. But as you traverse through the game and you're used to like, the bad guy's coming. You, you, you've got less fear, and you're just kind of power, you just power through it. It's like this: if you've faced the zombies, then you kind of know to a point what to expect. That you'd be more ready to face them again. You know. Yeah, your your zombie HP and XP are all quite high because yeah. you've had the experience. Yeah, experience. Yeah. Yes, that's what I was looking for. I should have just said experience instead of trying to write it. <laughs> experience. Yeah, you've got the experience. <laughs> I know, I'm definitely paying up with the, the guys that just tag teamed or triple threatened yeah. the, the whole way through the train themselves rather than the old bus boy that's whinged and bitched and moaned throughout this full hang and the old woman that's now just lost her sister so she's going to be a wee bit of a bag of shite now as well 
I'm going to go away. To be fair to the old women, though, they don't actually do anything bad. They're just... Yeah, well... They're just there to illustrate that good people are going to die too. It's not just going to be all the assholes or all the good guys. It's going to be a wee bit of a balance. It's real life. Yeah. It's too close to real life. We managed to see... They do actually chuck the, the survivors out, though. They chuck them forwards into another kind of separate carriage that's, that's ahead before the driver's cabin. And, um, Which is probably the safest place to be. Yeah. So by bullying them, they're actually bullying them into a place that's safer. Yeah. So for th- this movie is the only evidence of good bullying. Yeah. Because while they've bullied them out into the next carriage, they're then shutting the door and tying them out. Tying them out, the old woman sees her zombified sister in the carriage behind them and just goes and opens the door. I don't know why they weren't tying the zombie door shut. They were tying the survivors out fucking idiots but that's what you get so basically that's the lesson here if you're a selfish dickhead fear scaredy prick then you're going to die yeah it just shows you as well that you're, you're you go for worrying about one situation and then when the next problem comes you focus all your attention worrying about that and not about the the thing that you were previously shitting yourself about so the zombies have been the problem now it's these guys and well they're infected so now they're the main issue so let's concentrate on them and then they take their eye off the ball which is the train full of fucking marauding zombies behind them and then we get to see that from the other side of the door like the fucking carnage just people just banging and getting killed um, it's incredible but we get to sounds like such a sexy train if folk were just banging and getting killed <laughs> yeah. zombies are running and no woman's just getting pumped in the corner <laughs> uh, it's a love train to Busan yeah they, uh, they managed to get to the station and then we're fucked because the station's you know ruined so the conduct the pilot devises a plan that he's going to go out find a train and then it's got to be in the left hand side somewhere so when you see that train moving you come and jump on it like fuck the pilots the pilots get the right mood like I'm doing this if you want to join me cool if not don't but this this is how I'm going to save us or this is how I'm going to save myself so join in or don't join in I quite like that mentality yeah because then you don't need to look back to try and help somebody you're like I've told you where I'm going so it's now on you Aye, aye, and it's I don't need to build up a relationship with him. I don't need to build a friendship. I don't need to be like, well, I told him I'd meet him at two minutes past two at that carriage. Just this is what I'm doing. Follow me or don't follow me. I'll speak to you at the next step, if there is a next step. And is there a next step? He manages to get. Is there? He get. Yeah, he gets the train going right, and then there's a uh, there's a fucking train coming forwards, and it's just coming at fucking super speed and just. Ex- train explosion but it's actually pretty good pretty good scene thumbs up yeah all the effects in this are fucking tremendous whether it's CGI or the actual the kind of makeup effects the speed of the zombies now everything is spot on in this film yeah the calibre of acting is incredible but it usually is in South Korean films I don't think I've watched a South Korean film that the acting hasn't been like well well above good but remember, that's is that not you know is that to do with um, language and dialect? Because if you watch nine times out of ten, you watch Scottish people acting, you think, oh my god, this is awful because it's exactly what you're used to. So when it sounds a wee bit different, you're like, oh, this sounds forced. Whereas, um, like, you, you don't, I don't, I don't speak South Korean, so I don't know if if the acting is good or not. I don't know if it sounds natural or not. 
Mm-hmm. Or are we just because we're not from South Korea, we're only seeing the best of what South Korean cinema's got to offer. So of course the acting's going to be good. The same as they're only seeing the best acting for Hollywood because they're not seeing like the death of a vlogger. <laughs> oh, you missed that one, didn't you? I did, yeah. Pretty first, well, anyway, the, that joke was still worth it yeah. for the folk that were there. Um, right, so we see that the so our main characters have come out of the train. They're trying to kind of traverse through this train yard of fucking destroyed trains and get to potentially the train that's got to take them out of there. And we see that the bus, the busman's still alive. He's hidden in the toilet where one of the stewards, the, the steward that he's been telling to do his bidding pretty much throughout. And he just throws him in front. Just throws him straight in front of a zombie. Just sacrifices him. Yep. He's such a prick. He's literally getting everybody killed. But how good does it feel? Just coming up when he gets what's well, coming it's, it ha- So we've got our, guy, our main characters get split up, and our and our school kids end up kind of running into a train yard, and the fucking guy comes in behind them. The way that the, the way that this sequence runs out, and he just grabs the lassie and throws her at a at a, at a zombie. I was not expecting that at all because you you do kind of expect some people to survive the term the way that um, these movies go, and you've been watching this already for like an hour and a half. You're like. Who's, how's, this, how's this going to end and it's like such a combination of fast the young folk get it and he loves her like mm-hmm. the beginning he didn't say he loved her because uh, he was a bit embarrassed when it was still like everything was normal and it's a high school normal but um, then uh, when, she's, when she gets bit he just like goes in and cuddles her and then gets bit himself and it's such a Romeo and Juliet moment like the, the young lovers like going together like that it's pretty sad I think there's quite a that and the, the blue shirt guy there's a lot of scenes in this that you're audibly upset when it happens because you're not expecting it. You're like, right, okay, well, he's going to go, he's going to be fodder. But the wee young lassie, she's definitely going to survive. There's no way they're going to, oh no, fuck, she's dead. Yeah. And it, it's, it's constantly shocking you at every corner or at least surprising you in a pleasant way. Yeah. You've got... The, the pilot then does show that he's actually like a, a selfless hero like you said he's like this is this way or no way when he's driving out he looks out like he's window like you said they do hangs out the window and sees busman try to run across the tracks and he's like shit and he jumps I don't know why he chases after him why does he not just fucking say run faster run faster hurry up yeah. but he gets out the train and runs over to him and fucking busman just throws the pilot at the zombies fucking prick I can't remember at this point. I was like, I can't remember how he goes, but it better be fucking deserving. <laughs> Imagine how shocking it'd be if this movie ended and it's just the bus guy driving the train. Yeah, laughing. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> uh, and then this is we get as well. The the trains have kind of fell over, and you've got odd person, pregnant woman, and we get all like stuck. <laughs> the trains have fell over. Oh. Sorry, I seem to have fallen yeah, off this track. It's, it's sideways. They're stuck in this kind of wee ca- like cavern part between the trains, and all, all the zombies are on the windows. And that's again fucking super intense. And the odd person saves the girls by sacrificing themselves, hero stuff, and they get out and they kind of run away. And it is a, it's a, it is like you said earlier, it's, it's a class thing at the heart of this movie. Rich and powerful does not make you a good person. Yeah. If anything, actually. It more often than not makes you it makes you a bad person. It, it and takes away your humanity. Makes you yeah. crave the wrong things. 
And at the end of the day, the only thing that's going to help you survive a situation is humanity coming together. So stay in your fucking house. Stop going to the park. Exactly. That's if, it, if this episode has taught us anything, it's listen. Listen to what people are telling you. Stay in the house. Stop killing everyone. Stay home. Protect Scotland's NHS. Save lives. Yeah. Protect Scott on the front line. Yeah. It's terrible. Scary time. Uh, but I tell you what, this is, this is when I've got a negative point in this movie. You ready for it? Yes. In- well, no, actually, but okay. It's intense all the way through, right? But it's actually quite a long movie. When you, the time you get to the train yard scene, eventually it feels like a bit of slog to get through. I'm like, how long has this got left to go? Is it just feeling like that, though, because you're exhausted and you're spent for all the excitement and the twists and the turns and the... the- mad decisions that you weren't expecting that it feels longer because it's like running a race but then you're going I am knackered I've thoroughly enjoyed myself but I need to get to the finish line yeah it's too exciting it's too intense you see it through but I want to I want to watch a movie even if it's like grabbing me emotionally or it's fully intense and fully invested I still want to be able to um, like feel like I'm wanting to watch it right through to the end see if I got to like multiple, multiple multiple watches I'd be like, right, I'm good after the blue shirts died, after they've got to the train yard. Like, that's, I would have been happy if, if, if it ended there. So even after the second watch, would you be happy it ended there? Like, you, you'd be alright if that's that's where train, uh, Ibusan just came to an end? I, I mean, obviously they'd need to rework the story so that it came to a better conclusion, but, like, I'd be, like, there is, it, it just does run just slightly too long for me. What would you cut out then? Would you cut out the, the, the bus guy getting his comeuppance, or the the kind of the then eventual ending. Would you would you be alright with that not being the ending? Cutting that. Maybe out? I would pull in um, some people getting their comeuppance earlier, and then just when they get to the train yard, then that's just where cut from there to the end. Yeah. But anyway, right. Let's let's go through the last couple of scenes as as mm-hmm. they are. So again, uh, pilots did. Busman's managed to jump on the train. This train carriage is driving away, and our three we've got three main characters left, and they're chasing after it. And again, no way are they catching that train, especially carrying a child and having a pregnant woman chasing after you as well. No fucking way. And you've got Busman in the, the, the pilot chair of this train, which isn't a bullet train, so it's not technical. You get to see what it looks like. There's a big green lever for fucking go, and a big red lever for stop. He's pushing that green lever right full force, man. He's pulling it full whack, full bore, and he's out of there. So they're chasing after this train. Not happening. <laughs> but trains take a while to pick up speed. They don't just go like you said the the Incredible Hulk roller coaster. They do take a while to actually pick up speed for the to get the engine going. Evidently, because they managed to catch it. <laughs> now this is where we get a trail of zombies after that train. <laughs> this movie, this movie would suck if it was just the whole concept of trains outrunning humans. <laughs> like, oh, are you gonna get a train? Of course you're not gonna get a train. The train's gone. You are dead. <laughs> oh, another train? Nope. The train is gone. You're never gonna catch it. This is real life. Yeah, find a different a way. Totally different movie. The train to Busan's left the station. You better find another way out here. But you can't, because you can't also catch up with a car. You can't catch up with a plane. Steal a car, so a car there's, no, there's no there's other there's plenty plenty of ways to, to go about this um anyway Car to Busan would be a shite movie but it would just be the dad and the daughter driving it would just be the walking dead essentially yeah real, realistic shite. a realistic zombie uh, portrayal um anyway we get this the trail of zombies after the train this scene here when like one of them catches on and another one catches that zombie and then it's becomes like a big 
uh, blanket them. Now, it is a cool scene because I bet it's practical. Like, it's quite clear they've, they've done. They've got a big platform that's actually getting dragged after the train and got everybody to lie on it, and they've got people at the end to jump on top of the people who are already lying on the platform. Nobody's getting injured, I hope. But it does also feel a little World War Z. That's one thing that I don't like about running zombies when they when the movies make it seem as if they can just use each other as leverage and climb, become make like people mountains to make the back ones climb over the top, you know? I, I think this, it looks a wee bit more realistic in this than it did in World War Z. World War Z, it was obviously just computer generated because there was thousands of swarming yeah, yeah, World War Z creatures, which I, looked awful, I get that's what they were doing. But it, but it makes me think of it a wee bit like that. Now, I'm not saying it's terrible, terribly bad because it is a good, good effect, but I'm like, nah. But they do manage to um, to get them off, so that's fine. Yeah. Uh, at some point, we also see um, the businessman's been infected. Mm-hmm. So, like, all right, it's not really the big, massive, deserving death that we, I expected, but he's been infected. Now, how does he manage to open that door? This is just my note verbatim. Is he not quite turned? Because they, they, they do establish that they can't work doors, but he's not turned yet. So this is what you were talking about, that he's kind of fighting with the infection because he's like able to kind of talk and his eyes are kind of glazing mm-hmm. over and he's not quite went yet. But then he does change and he's coming after them, but he's, he looks like he's making conscious decisions of who to chase after because he's going for businessmen and then the wee girl screams and he gets up and he leaves businessmen who's right next to him and goes against goes for the, the girl and the pregnant woman. As if he's maybe just been alerted to whatever has made the sound and just going to that. Which would then mean they were also hunting with sound. Which is uh, against what they've suggested. Maybe. That, that, that is strange that way. But I suppose you need an excuse to, to let businessmen stand up again. Yeah, yeah. And he does. And he comes round and grabs busman by the mouth. And there he goes, getting another fucking person killed. I completely forgot that our main guy gets gets bit. I was like, chop your arm off! Chop your arm off now! <laughs> but no, he manages to um, what does he do? He chains himself up, throws busman off and then he, he still chains so he gets back on the train, explains to pregnant women like what to do, drive this train, this is how to stop it. It's fucking clearly obvious, man. She, she invented fucking <laughs> sticky newspapers in the windows. I'm sure she can handle stop and go. <laughs> uh, and then he's trying to explain to his kid that he has to leave, even though that's the whole thing that she's been upset about him for the whole the whole of her life, how he's always leaving. And the end is quite emotional. And I've been trying to like like you and, and make you annoyed about my, my notes for this movie, but it's mm-hmm. absolutely terrific acting from all involved, especially the kid, which, as we all know, is usually more hit uh, missed than hit. This is the first movie that I can remember that has had me nearly greeting at a death. And it's either really really well done or I was still in the grips of a, of a, a two day hangover from the speakeasy that we had uh, or both <laughs> but uh, it was incredible it get heartbreaking yeah. absolutely heartbreaking the wee lassie's portrayal of losing a dad would make you think that that wee lassie genuinely lost her dad seconds before they filmed that scene yeah. it's fucking absolutely gut-wrenching and it really is is the the acting is so of such a high calibre that that wee lassie deserves an Oscar for that for that one scene alone it's terrible and I did I teared up yeah it really really I usually don't get 
like emotion. I don't usually get like fully emotionally invested in characters in movies because I don't think an hour and a half to two hours is enough time. I've explained this before, and I do go back to The Walking Dead with it being you always sigh and roll your eyes. But like, I don't think a, an hour and a half is a good enough time to get invested. Like, I don't, I don't get upset when uh, when Roger dies in Dawn of the Dead. I don't bother when you know watching any other kind of movie and people die. I don't even bother when fucking Leo died at the Titanic. Do you know what I mean? I'm just like, right, okay, sad, yeah, but it's not hit me anywhere. But this movie, I was like. Oh man, that's really that's got me. But you're saying how an hour and a half's not enough to build up a relationship with them, but you're not letting it go longer already. You want this to end because it's going on. <laughs> I'm not. Enough. I'm not saying that it, that, it's, that, that it detracts from any movies that I've ever watched. I understand what's happening in the scenes, and I and I and I feel I've got the, the empathy for the characters. But to actually make me feel like that lump in my throat and that my eyes watering, like that's never very rarely really, really happens. You've got to go into your your heart game settings and change love difficulty to easy, <laughs> right, okay. just so you can just so you can love and attach straight away. Right. So then by the end of the hour and a half, you're fully you're fully attached. Right. It's obviously set to difficult or uh, hardcore. Yeah, that's what it is. That's, <laughs> hardcore love difficulty it. just now. <laughs> I must have switched when I was like a kid, and I've never switched it back <laughs> to block the trauma. Yeah. Um. Right. Fuck's sake, will the strife never end for these folk? The track's fucked and they can't drive any further. They need to get out and walk through a black tunnel. And I was like, fuck, are we getting a missed ending? Right, so this is this is now just the real ass and the pregnant woman because the dad has fallen yeah, yeah, he, off he, the he train. Yeah, yeah, he himself fall off the back of the train, yeah. yeah. Excellent, excellent yeah. scene. Cinematography is beautiful. Thumbs up. Yeah, and again the score, again the score still going through it. That kind of sad piano tunes when when it's a really and it's and it's obviously it's an emotional scene this time, and it's fast yeah. because the train's rattling through and it's just you know his shadow just off the back and it's really tremendous, mixed with a a part of him thinking back, like you you see him having an image of his kid being born, and it puts a smile mm-hmm. on his face before he goes like he did love her. He just was caught up in consumerism. And capitalism. Just really, or... really wanted a second Nintendo Wii. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they walk through this tunnel, right? And we get to see the other end of the tunnel is the army still alive. They're still holding fort at the other end of this tunnel. Assuming, assuming that would be close to Basan, so Basan's still safe. And you see them, they're like radioing through, saying we've got some people, we'll get some figures walking through this tunnel. What will we do? It says, check if they're alive. Can I tell if they're alive or not? Well, just kill them then. He's like, fuck man, this has got to be a missed ending, this is how it's going to end. <laughs> and then the wee lassie starts belting out the Hawaii song that she couldn't sing at the recital because she's got it for her dad, so she's singing for her dad. And it's, it's, do you know what, it's such a stupid, daft wee song, everybody knows it, but it's, it really, really works. However, I would like to say that they're walking through a dark tunnel, potentially fucking zombies everywhere, and she just starts belting out the loudest she's ever sang in her life. That is the stupidest thing to do. We've established that if you're in the dark, you're safe, don't fucking sing. But for, for, for just because the lass is a stupid twat, she's managed to stay alive because she's alerted the soldiers that they're they're really alive. But whatever. So, so the wee lassie who you've hated from step one has now got to the end and kept them alive by singing because that pregnant woman was getting shot in the head if she hadn't started singing. The wee lassie is the golden child in this film. Yeah, she is. She she's she's the star, and you've hated on her. No, I mean every step of the way. I mean, aye, but she survives, and I'm actually kind of happy that she survives. Um, 
and and it is it's and that's it, isn't it? She sings and that's how it goes. It jumps yeah, jumps to credits it. and the and the song plays out through the credits. Um, and then we've got the new one that's coming out. Yeah, I've not watched the trailer, the trailer for that trailer yet. For. So am I right in thinking? Have I seen someone say this is a prequel? I think it's a prequel. I have not seen the trailer. I'm staying away from it because the trailer for Trey Bassan obviously didn't ruin it for me at all when I seen it. But I wish I had not had Trey Bassan totally blind. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, you can't go into this totally blind because you know roughly what the concept yeah. is going to be. But I just want to go in and watch it and I'm looking forward to it I watched Soul Station which is the animated prequel right when I first tried to watch it when this first came out I, I didn't like the animation it kind of annoyed me and I, I gave up after 10 minutes but watching it yesterday it's actually a really really deep tight storyline in film uh, you're no crying but at the end of it you're still you're quite committed to certain characters Uh so it's really good well worth a watch yeah. I think it's available again on Amazon for like £1 uh, I'll think about it <laughs> uh, so yeah give us your final summations for Train to Busan okay. you know what it's actually damn near perfect it's intense it's fast paced good effects both CGI and practical it adds its own little spin to the lore with the darkness part very emotional in parts and like a good zombie movie no one's safe the use of the Hawaii song was interesting. That makes um, two Korean zombie movies to theme Hawaii. Do they love it in South Korea? I don't know. <laughs> it's an incredible movie, and there is a sequel or a prequel on the way. Uh, perhaps, this is what I'm assuming before I knew, it was perhaps following our two survivors or giving us a brand new set of people to follow. Either way, I'm fully up for it. This has actually made me consider spunking 50 bucks on Res 3 just to continue on the Asian zombie theme brackets. Res is set in America, obviously, but very Asian in design. Close brackets. 4.5 selfish pricks out of 5. I agree to actually bracket your own thoughts Yeah, I got a parenthesis so people know what I'm writing here. Uh, so what did, what did you give it sorry uh, 4.5 selfish pricks 4.5 uh, this is as close to a perfect zombie movie as you're going to get it's the best zombie movie since 28 days later I'd say it's even better than 28 days later it's you get fully invested in the characters there's funny scenes in it the the effects the brutality the gore the speed everything just feels overwhelming without uh, making you feel disorientated in any way and it's excellent five five stars out of five <laughs> I was going to think of something I was like that's no my thing that's Scott's <laughs> thing so five five stars out of you five you get five out of five uh, excellent yep five out of five it was five out of five after I first watched it and it it stays a five out of five I can't there's very very little I can fault yeah uh, trying to be with it's just so good and I get even similar to you watching it back there's a lot of things I don't really remember and when it happens it then comes flooding back and I think that's a sign of a brilliant movie that on your you can pay full attention and in your second rewatch still get as shocked and surprised with everything that happens as you did the first time you watched it yeah 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 so if, you, if you've not seen Train to Busan it's ruined now if you, if you, yeah, if you just watch watch it. this episode and you have not seen Train to Busan then fucking more for you fucking idiot Uh, so have you been watching anything else in lockdown I know that's obviously not going to really happen since you are actually still working and aren't quite in lockdown but Um, uh, have you seen anything let me think I have used my time off I watched Platform 
the other day. Spanish movie on Netflix. How was it? It's okay. The ending, I felt let it down a little. Uh, but it's, it's, it's a fun movie. It's a good concept. Um, morality and good and evil, that kind of stuff. Uh, I watched um, the Red Dwarf special that was on last night on Dave. I just watched that this morning. If he's a Red Dwarf fan. It's exactly what you expect from Red Dwarf. It's good fun. It's alright. Um, is it still is it still funny though? Because I went back to Red Dwarf recently, and it was you've still got the nostalgic feeling, but there was just some things that kind of missed. Where I was like, actually, I can't be bored watching this. One, just now. one of the recent new series, I think it, I don't know what season it was. Um, they'd done it without the laughter. They didn't do it in front of a, a live audience, and they didn't put canned laughter in. And it was strikingly obvious that it's beer with that. Uh, the humour's the same. The humour's always been the same. It's kind of almost that. It's it's it, it, it appeals to a kind of certain character. Not quite the people in high school who would do Monty Python impersonations, but very close. And uh, yeah. so it's it's kind of it's still the same humour. They don't swear. They use smeg instead of shit or fuck all the time. And it's it's not you know it's not incredible, but it is. I, I like it. Nostalgia's there, and it's and it is what it is. Right. I don't think I've watched anything else. Um... Obviously, Tiger King. Tiger King. Which everyone has seen. Uh, I'm much like you, where uh, I really enjoy Tiger King. I don't see what all the fuss is about. Like, there's not anything too mentally out of the blue, but still worth a watch, just so you know what everybody else is talking yeah, about. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and other than that, I've just been walking through my unwatched shelf, so it's just. Hunters and hunters and hunters of Japanese movies, and South Korean movies, and Thai movies. It's been excellent. So I enjoyed it. I'm like you, where you think you can talk Spanish, and now think I can actually understand Japanese. I'm watching the movies, thinking that I'm not paying attention to the subtitles. I clearly am. I'm clearly reading them every time. But uh, the sooner I turn Japanese, the better. If I do say so myself. I think you're turning Japanese. I think you're turning Japanese. You really think so? I'm going to have to put this at the end. Well, I'm not. I'm putting. The I'm putting song. Love Train. Oh, what? I'm putting. No, Love Train. Oh, I thought it was definitely going to have to be the Hawaii song. Hello, hi, oh. <sighs> but, but, but it's sung by an Asian person. Hello, hi, oh. <laughs> I maybe just play that sound clip <laughs> of you doing that over and over again until this this, this episode ends. <laughs> uh, mainly, I've got a joke about Love Train to Busan that she heard overheard or misheard me once talking about how John and Amy had watched Train to Busan and she thought I said they had a love train to Busan so we sing love train and end it with to Busan it's not funny and uh, to anyone apart from us but I'm now going to have to end it with that and the Hawaii mm-hmm. song because I told her I would end it with that mm-hmm. yeah I heard you earlier on trying to say love train like and like love yeah, train you to Busan you ignored it but it wasn't a joke to me so yeah it just flew right over my head <laughs> oh, wasn't it a joke to you? Thanks very much. Well, how's that an inside joke? Okay. Be a joke to me if I don't know the parameters and the context that it surrounds itself in? I would still love Train to Busan. It's still a funny concept. I think it's I like, gave a week. I, like, think I, gave, I think I breathed at my nose. Yeah, it's like Train to Busan, so it's a zombie movie, but there's hundreds of shagging as well. It's Love Train to Busan. Yeah. It's 70s. It's funky, funky baselines. Eh, zombies. This is one, it's one of the things. Don't you dare! Don't you dare tell me my jokes. No <laughs> it's one of the things that zombie films or reality catastrophe movies always always skip out. Like there will be people who just give up and just start banging. Yeah. Some movies don't skip that out though, and you've got worrying, like The Road, where people are just driving about 
just what he's shagging. Oh yeah, that's right. I've only seen that kind of once. I forgot that, that was bleak and rapey. Oh, that's such a it's a amazing, fantastic movie that I would watch once a year because it makes me feel so fucking sad after it. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> just so you know, there's some movies that are so so good, but you just you don't hate yourself enough to want to watch them again. Yeah, but it's like a, a movie that makes you happy. Society exists. Yeah. Oh, a million percent. That's I'm definitely not watching it just now. Yeah. In fact, maybe, see, if you're tempted to go out of the house and go and sit in Strathclyde Park and fucking have barbecues with your pals, watch The Road. It'll make you never want to leave the house. Because this is the way the world could be going. The raving packs of rapists in Strathclyde Park. Do you want that? I don't want that. I don't want that. So stay in the house. Nobody, nobody wants that. Especially at Strathclyde Park, because you've got all the dogging car parks. Imagine everybody that's in the dogging car parks all then turns into like fucking virus zombie rapists. It's a force, Terrifying. force you cannot reckon with. You can't. Because the only, the only way to fight them is to rape them back. <laughs> then that's just, that's, that's a movie that I actually also want to see. <laughs> Fighting fire with fire. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that has been episode 122. The next episode will be 123, obviously, because that's how numbers work, and it will also be a group pick. Uh, we've not decided on the category yet, I don't think, have we? I'm not sure if we've decided on the category, but i tell you what, if you pick something that I'm not happy with again, it'll be the last fucking poll you're getting for a long time. <laughs> that's a genuine threat, because Scott's been getting wound up with some of, with some of the group picks. Uh, he hates you, he hates all of you <laughs> for doing it. So we'll uh, come up with a topic and we'll do a poll on Sunday, uh, this Sunday, and it'll run till next Friday again, unless there's an overwhelming winner by like the Tuesday afternoon, which there was last week. Uh, I will put it up, but if Scott doesn't like it, then Scott is getting final call and he's going to be able to turn off all group picks. I tried. I tried to help his after Lindsay Lohan thing, but he's only doing it for Scott. So he's been warned. So, however, I won't tell you what my um, what I want you to pick. I want you to read my mind. <laughs> That's a fun game. So also, as Scott said earlier, we did the speakeasy over on Zoom. That was a lot of fun. Some of us got really, really drunk. Yeah, I got Scott. very, very drunk. Yeah, I'm supposed to be a three beers and a whiskey kind of guy, and I think I was a twelve beers and eight whiskeys kind of guy that night. You were gone. But then, you weren't even saying words. No, <laughs> absolutely gone. Should I limit it to 90 minutes? This is, this is the thing. When I said limited to 90 minutes, I meant limited to 90 minutes. Right. So, everyone that was there knows that uh, we did limit it to 90 minutes. We said we'll go on for 40 minutes. We'll have a wee bit of a gap. Uh, we'll then jump back on. Everyone in the group, Scott mainly spearheading it, wanted to continue every 40 minutes. Continue. Continue. I said to you, Scott, we were really meant to be wrapping this up in 90 minutes. Are you sure you want to go? We should probably just bring it to an end here. And you said, yeah, yeah, yeah. which meant, let's do another 40 minutes. So it's your own fault. It's everybody else's fault for not recognising that I should have been stopping at 90 minutes. That's the thing. I'm putting the onus on everyone else. <laughs> if I say beforehand, if I say with clear mind, stop at 90 minutes, and then the drunk mind say, go on, you listen to clear mind. Clear mind is always the thing that thinks <laughs> straight. So that's, that's future warning to everybody and anybody. Always listen to clear mind. <laughs> uh, but it was a lot of fun so we'll probably do another one so if you feel like uh, joining in with it obviously just keep an eye on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter uh, not Twitter no I didn't know invited don't run it on Twitter yeah, Twitter you don't get invited uh, and join in uh, it starts off 
bumpy. People talk over each other, and then quite quickly you realise that you're just sitting in the pub with your pals, and it's a good laugh, and it's funny. And then three hours later, you can just watch Scott just fall about the place. It's, yeah, I know. Actually, I advocate that the next one being a Sunday Sunday morning, we we recreate a it's a coffee shop, and we just drink some coffees. You can smoke cigarettes if you want, and listen to French music, eat some <laughs> eat some pastries. That's what we're doing. There's so no more. There's no next more weekend. Next weekend at uh, do you know what? Le Chateau Before, but... de Le Chateau de Salle. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have French music and coffee. Yes. Uh, I would actually like to clear up before we finish off because there is actually one or two regular Twitter listeners. Um, if you are one of those regular Twitter listeners, Isaac Thorne, looking at you, um, then uh, feel free to message us if you fancy joining in the speakeasy. Everybody else, there's just too many fucking unknowns on Twitter. That's the reason we block them out. But if you do our regular listener on Twitter, then feel free to message if you fancy joining in absolute nonsense and carnage. You probably don't, to be fair. The, 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 the Scotland versus Evil French coffee shop? Yeah. I don't even want to go to that. <laughs> My name's on the door. <laughs> uh, so we will see you guys in two weeks with episode 123. And also on the website, I'm currently updating the blog with a Tartan Asia Extreme look back where I'm just going through my DVDs and any Tartan Asia Extreme releases I'm watching and giving a mini review. It's like a sentence and then just three paragraphs of stream of consciousness bullshit. So check that out. Uh, Scott will be adding reviews to if and when he sees fit when he's actually not saving the country. I'm trying to get back uh, in. Yeah, I'm trying to get back in and make this hard. Yeah, I've got a lot going on. Yeah, you've got. A, I always need to be sarcastic there. You generally have a lot going on. I'm surprised you're even here doing this. So, uh, right now, I'll keep it going while you do the important thing and keep the country running. Yes, these are all welcome. Because the only thing I'm keeping running in the house now is Baby Station. <laughs> Me and Lena sometimes pick our favourites. It's excellent. Uh, anyway, channel 904, and we'll see you guys in two weeks. Bye. See you later. <laughs> Oh